Today I'm talking with Dr. Anita Sanchez. Now, uh, Dr. Anita actually went through a very traumatic childhood um, and understands what it's like to really triumph over adversity. She is bridging Indigenous wisdom with modern life uh, to support our individual wholeness and collective conscious evolution in partnership with people, spirit and earth. And her ancient wisdom is relevant as much today as it ever has been. So, enjoy. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over, Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships, and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast for this week. Uh, Again, I have one of my really great girlfriends with me. I have Dr. Anita Sanchez, who is the author of an incredible book called The Four Sacred Gifts. Uh, And it is like the the new version, uh, female version of The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And um, Doc, uh, Anita has, like I said, is a good friend of mine and she would be considered one of the indigenous female elders of the world. And she's been doing a lot of work traveling and meeting with uh, different indigenous cultures and, uh, and really sharing like this global wisdom of what's happening on the planet right now. So, Anita, welcome to the podcast. How are you, darling? <laughs> I am good, and it's always good to be with you, Natalie. Yeah, no, I um, we have been friends for, for a number of years. Uh, tequila sisters, actually. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sipping tequila is good, yeah. too. And having incredible conversation. So, um, tell us, why don't we start first with uh, the four sacred gifts, because the message, the simple message in this book, even though it seems simple, there's so many layers to it. But uh, let's let's start with the with what the four sacred gifts are. Yes, the, the four sacred gifts come from a um, prophecy called the Eaglehoot prophecy, and in this prophecy was basically uh, elders from all over the world came together, twenty seven, in spirit in ceremony, uh, had them build a hoop. And a hunt, put a hundred eagle feathers on it, and put four gifts in there for all humankind, not just indigenous. Reality is, all of us are indigenous. All of us are from the earth. However, these four gifts are to help us remember how to be in right relationship with ourselves, other people, nature, the earth, and spirit itself. So, the four four gifts are the power to forgive the unforgivable. The second is the power of unity. The third is the gift of the power of healing. And the fourth is the power of of the gift of hope in action. So use these four gifts is uh, when I received those in 1995. uh, They just spoke to me, as you know, when something just sort of goes right through your heart and through every cell in your body. And uh, I just began using them. And whether it was from the C-suite or out in communities or in my home and everywhere all over the world people like oh and you know i'm kind of in my head a lot so i kept asking the elders that are alive still like 
well, how did you decide on those four? And they're like, Anita, you know, spirit told us. Because like, they work. They work. It changed my life using those four gifts in every facet of my life. Um, so not to say I don't have fallings or failings or shortcomings, but I can get back into alignment pretty quickly when I use the gifts. Yeah, well, that's the purpose of the gifts, right? And every yes. time we we push ourselves and go into um, a place that's outside of our comfort zone or we're stretching ourselves to, to play bigger, uh, then something like the four gifts are important to be able to apply because we're always getting out of alignment. We're always, you know, having that small self talk to us and go, mm, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was thinking about since I'm not seeing where none of us are experiencing many airplanes anymore. But I was thinking about, you know, the airplane is off course most of the time in getting you to your destination. So you just sort of be grateful awful also for the off course, those steps that tell me, oh, okay, all right, now I can move this way. And um, yeah, so it's, it is, a, they are incredible gifts. And it became an international award-winning book, which then just opened up, and I believe that's the prophecy too, more and more people um, having access. So I just so appreciate sharing these with everyone. Yeah. Now, I know it's no accident that forgiving the unforgivable is the first step. <laughs> and uh, I know that you have a personal story about that particular step. So can you share that with us? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I think one of the powers of um, I chose and was chosen to write this book is because it, I have used them. And so I have a lot of experience with forgiveness. Um, in my early years, on one hand was really wonderful with indigenous elders and teachings and a oh, wonderful grandmother and mom. However, I had a secret. So from age four to 13, I was sexually abused and I kept that secret. And then that would be enough to deal with. But then at age 13, my father was murdered. It was race related. So there was another thing, and then it's all complicated because he also was my abuser. And so I remember um, reaching the lowest low was when in age 13 after he was murdered. I thought, okay, so all change. He's not here to abuse me. I'm really sad he's dead. But the images didn't go away. The images of the man who murdered my father, the images of my father abusing me. And luckily, I tried to commit suicide. It didn't work. Thank you. Thank you. Because I knew that it was meant to be here. And part of that was a spiritual awakening as I, my body was heaving. Um, I saw around the bed, my brothers and sisters and my mom who looked so sad. I mean, we had just lost our father. So now they're going to lose their sister. I mean, it was crazy. And then um, I could see my deceased grandfather and grandmother and the gifts that they had given me, a rocking chair and little things. You know, I think right now in this time, all of us are realizing these little things. And so that just spurred me on to, all right, this, until I forgive, if what happens is the hurts and mistreatments become one's identity. That's what it did for me. And luckily, it was only a few years of that. And I immediately started getting into more and more um treatment, both indigenous wisdom, talking circles, sweats and things, but also talking with uh, therapists as well to release this. And one of the things I just want to say is, so the key on all of this, the forgiving and forgivable, 
is that you do it because of your own sacredness. People think it's you forgive because it's the other. It's not. It's because you love yourself so much. And once you realize that unconditional love for yourself, it gives you such freedom, gives you the trust and ability to love other people. But this summer, an elder at Sundance um, came to me and he said, yeah, 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 I hear you're the forgiveness lady. And he said, uh, I know what you wrote, that it's a path to freedom. It's a path to unconditional love. But think about this one. Add this to your heart. And he said, forgiveness is the pathway to your own divinity. Mm-hmm. And so when he said, of course, it would start with that. Yes, because all the wonderful things of hopes and visions and unity and all that are great. But guess what? You keep you could only go so far if you haven't done your own work. And forgiving is one of those that's huge that allows you to um, to really step into your own sacred sacredness, your own ceremonial space, every moment of every day of your heart and soul, and that is is something that I'm hoping with um, their listeners and viewers they'll see. Hmm, maybe I want to do more of that and start with little things. You don't have to go with the big things, but it is so freeing, so loving, and now I'm beginning to understand a path to open up your own divinity, to reconnect so fully. Yeah, because, you know, uh, what's been really interesting that's coming up during this, you know, I call it delightfully housebound uh, rather than yes, <laughs> a lower frequency word like quarantine or isolation. Yes. No, it's yeah. sheltered. We're sheltered. Yes. yes. Um, is the ability, and, I, and I've done this, but I think I, I've spoken to a number of other people who are also looking at this is the the shadow side the dark side and i'm assuming that to get to that point of divinity through forgiveness and through forgiving the unforgivable we kind of have to look at those things that we don't want to admit to ourselves right absolutely absolutely you need to go back and look at that and even though i've done so much work um and helped so many people in this um sheltered time where we're in solidarity with our own lives and others' lives, I bumped up to, to more forgiveness to do. And and I look at that, and I think for women, as you're talking about with this, um, the title of this, these podcasts that you're doing are so important because I would think a woman now, you know, who's 60 and blah, 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 blah all this. And then I realized that as I'm sharing and giving even to other elders, there was a couple of people that I felt it just wasn't as open. And I finally, with the quiet and everything being so transparent, I could sit with that. What's going on? And sure enough, grows something that happened that was a trigger of mine. Because obviously, more often than not, it's about yourself, right? And so I could look at that. And it was because these two people were calling me in a different way, weren't acknowledged or seeing the way I see myself or others who see me. And then I realized... Well, so what? You can love them anyway, and so what? Because people will call you all sorts of things, as we all know. Oh, you're too old now to do what you're doing, or you're going to go back to school at that age, or whatever the, the thing is. And you realize it doesn't matter what people say. It matters what you respond to. And I got to look at that and say, okay, here's another piece I can let go and, uh, and really let go, not the pretend let go. And so that does mean going into the dark stuff and, and really being there with it and bringing it into the light. Yeah. 
So uh, if we've got someone who's listening to the podcast and, and, and thinks, you know what, I have been carrying this heavy weight around my entire life. It is finally time for me to, to release it. You know, how do they do that? Or where can they get help to do that? Yes. Well, first of all, they've done the one major big step. A lot of times people try to push it down, push it down, or don't even have it at a conscious level. So it's, you know, it's blind spotting them all the time. And, and that's so the fact you named it, don't run away from it. Because once you name it, then you can tame it. And then you can actually make it be your friend, part of the muscles that you built and stuff. So some of the things you can do on your own by going out into nature, or just sitting and and things. But otherwise, some of the bigger things, especially, but any of them, you can do faster. Part of it with the work that you do with the whole brain and listening and just upscaling the, I mean, just releasing the kind of release work you do. Also, you can go to um, whatever your therapist or whatever your faith base is, you can go in and seek support there. I found early on because on one hand, I had this real trust to the elders, but other two leggings I wasn't so sure about that I found a lot of my healing happened actually out in nature by nature showing me how it works and how it's so abundant and reciprocity and things. And I kept going, it sort of wasn't making sense in my own life. Like then I could begin to see the good things and gratitude. Gratitude is always a good one. Um, giving thanks for what is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's many places to go for help in any one of those, but just being grateful that if you put it in the light, do the work, and you will find that it's so, so freeing and valuable. Yeah. Yeah, I know for me, um, one of uh, the things that accelerated my my shadow work was uh, was plant medicine. You know, I, and you know, I was in Costa Rica yeah. a couple of times last year, and and uh, and I think what the what plant medicine and, and ayahuasca did for me was to bring it to the surface. You know, it wasn't the answer, you know, but it was, it brought it all to the surface. I'm like, ooh, this is something I hadn't seen before. And the hilarious thing for me was that I would, um, you know, my biological mother left when I was three. And uh, for the longest time, I'm like, I don't remember her. I don't remember the event. It clearly didn't have any effect on me. You know, it was, you know, the rest of my life and, you know, my stepmother and my dad and all those kind of things that had more of an influence on me. And then, <laughs> you know, I go and do ayahuasca and uh, I'm in ceremony and, of course, it takes me straight there and I'm like, how could I have possibly thought that my mother leaving when I was three had no effect on me? <laughs> exactly. I know. It seems so obvious once you get to the other side. but <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so hilarious. And so that a lot of that's a lot that, that I've been working on lately, which has been really, oh, really helpful. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That's such a powerful word. Those two primary people in our lives and, and I my version of course with my father you know I love my father I forgive him uh, I used to be really sad that he didn't get to reconcile his life and then I realized you know no I'm happy he, that was his journey mm. and so bless him in his journey and however it continues but uh, this is about my journey and I can be a life-giving force to myself and to others and that's what I want to do yeah so um, I know that you travel a lot and you have been um, spending time with a lot of uh, elders, male and female, from around the world. Um, so is there a message that's coming through right now that's important for the rest of humanity to know? Yes. There, well, first, I just want to honor there's so many different um, traditions that when we talk about the Indigenous people, and I've been in conversation with people from Kyrgyzstan, South Africa, Scotland, Hawaii, 
all over Latin America and then all over the Americas. And there are some uniting, some themes that are um, pretty clear. Ah, this is an important time. So everything we think, do, imagine matters. Everyone's. And this is not a push- punishment. So it's taking us away from going to our, our, ch- our church or synagogues and stuff, or, you know, Mother Earth is really slamming us and stuff. And I was like, that's not what we're getting from ceremonies from these different traditions. It's rather, you know, if Mother Earth really wanted to slam us, believe me, we wouldn't even be talking right now. <laughs> no, I think what it's, what's happening is there's a realignment that is occurring um, is what we're getting in ceremony and in and, and quiet. So I think even if you're not indigenous, you're probably, hopefully some of what I'm saying is ringing true for you because we're all in essence from the earth. So this is a time to reconnect to ourselves, to what really we value and what matters, who we are and what we are. And when we do that, then we begin to see our relationship not only with ourselves, but with others. And then it goes further to our relationship with the larger earth. So at this time, what I would ask people to do is to do exactly what you and I have been doing is to have some quiet time where you can go into your own ceremonial space, your heart, your soul, just quiet. And whatever is to be meant to be known to you will be revealed because we're not in that busyness. We're allowing it to happen. And it can be just a moment or it could be repeatedly. So waking time and dream time is critical too, is the other piece of indigenous that's happening. And of course, in a lot of um, the Amazon, um, where the cultures there are very much about dreams, and they don't separate them from the waking time. And so that's also a real big opportunity. I use that a lot in terms of what is, what is my role now? And um, what are the fears that I need to release? Um, and, and what I'm finding with that is for all of us is that we have so much support. So we not only have other like girlfriends like you are of kind of support, but we also begin to realize that the water, the earth, the trees, um, all the different beings are support, even that little virus that I don't mean to at all diminish the hurt and pain. And I have friends who've lost family members. It's, It's very horrific. And at the same time, I think what a legacy for them too and what they they left for us to really not waste this crisis. So what if, what if as indigenous people, what we are sharing is this virus is not being done to us, but for us. Mm. And then the possibilities of what we can do And one last little thing about that that I'm doing in a concrete way. Um, So, you know, all my life I've been about amplifying indigenous wisdom and I just, I just love that and science and stuff. However, I got aware that what about this ecosystem, my own body? I'm out asking people, inviting them to reconnect to the earth and, but what about my ecosystem? So, uh, seven weeks ago, when I went in sheltering in solidarity with life, I said I could either gain 10, 20, or 30 pounds, or I could choose something different. And so I chose to be mindful in what I eat, not 
overly eating, not overly drinking anything. And I have to tell you, I'm only getting on the scale because it's not about the scale. It's about healing my ecosystem, having it in harmony and balance. I've released 15 pounds. Now, that was a week and a half ago. So I don't know. <laughs> I know. So I, there again, it tells us no matter what your circumstance and no matter what your age, there's always some wonderful thing that we can bring more into love and balance and harmony. And so I'm working on my ecosystem as I continue to share about our relationship with the larger Mother Earth and the planet. Yeah. No, I have also uh, been uh, really conscious and actually working on, uh, you know, exercising and eating well and not drinking and and uh, and even when I am drinking I'm actually uh, discovered uh, dry farm wines which uh, have no sugar and uh, they're delicious <laughs> like yeah, wow, we'll this is fantastic talk about that later <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but uh, what was really interesting is that for me to get to this point I needed to do some of that shadow work because yeah. it was connected to this you know, and um, and it's so funny. Like I was, I I have have been able to release um, the fact that I was keeping weight on to guard myself or to safeguard myself against being hurt um, about being abandoned again. Which is, you know, again, who knew that was a big deep wound? But you know, of course, my mother left when I was three. So blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but how interrelated that's all been. It's not just been connected to my weight, but it's been connected to my self-worth, which means it's connected to, you know, the amount of money that I can earn, my my current relationships, you know, my weight um, and everything. So so now I feel like a switch has been turned on and I've been enjoying getting up and exercising in the morning and I bought one of those little rebounders and I'm, you know, jumping up and down and having fun and, and uh, it's it's been great. But, you know, I think this time is a great opportunity and I think that every human being on the planet has an opportunity to learn something from yes. this time. Absolutely. That is that exactly what's happening. And what happens, whatever we focus on, whether it's mind, body, spirit, emotions, physical, they're all interconnected. So I know as I've been doing this, other things have been opening up. I, I just I haven't even had a chance to tell you. I just became a contributor to CEO World uh, magazine. So I'm for that. I'm uh, world-changing woman for conscious company this year <laughs> i'm just sort of like and uh and then many other things just keep unfolding and i go uh, several movies that i've been in recently and um that just got launched and i'm like looking at all that and going oh because the, your soul's purpose i know my part of my role is to show to help people discover and trust their gifts so that it can be a life-giving force and as I get that more and more in alignment, then things just open up. And in some ways I can say, oh, it's just so magical. It's that, but in another way, well, of course, the universe responds, right? It, it is there working on our behalf. And so this is a time to allow that, to really receive that for each of us. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so uh, let's have a look at some of the other gifts. I know that we've kind of we went really deep into the forgiveness one, but we, which I think is one of the most important gifts that we can have, um, like you said, for ourselves and and uh, to be able to free free ourselves because and it's never too late to be able to do this kind of work, right? 
Never, mm-hmm. never. Because every day there's hurts and mistreatments. So every day, if we take care of things right away, then they don't build up and, and the, the whole cumulative effect of them. So the healing is another gift, which of course is connected with forgiveness. So let's use this. If you think of healing as a gift, you know, so often we're like, give me that shot so I don't get hurt. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, we want definitely that vaccine at this time. However, it's a process. So you just keep getting to heal every day from little whatever and the big mistreatments. And I'm so pleased that you started with forgiveness because people usually want to start with unity or hope, which are wonderful. I love those. And I just have to always tell people, you're not going to get as far as you want. I mean, I'm, I'm the message of one world, one heart, one, you know, all this oneness. But unless I do the work on the forgiveness and the healing, that oneness is going to only go so far. And the same thing with hope. I have big dreams, but you know what? My dreams are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then and then then I'm able to hear other people's dreams too that are bigger and see and the, and what life is calling for us right now is to use all four of these gifts. They're intimately interconnected. Um, and so whatever of the four gifts that are calling to any of you who are viewing just go with that. You know, mm. don't don't second guess your mind. Just start with that and then you'll see they'll all weave together. Because part of how I could do the forgiving and the healing was because of other people, what they saw in me as a teenager in leadership, that I was like, How are they seeing that in me? I wasn't seeing that in me. So that's where we we really can be gifts to each other as well. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I look at this virus as something that is creating unity. It is. I mean, it is. Who would have thought? I know, right? I mean, all over the world, we're all talking about the same thing. <laughs> we're all going through the same thing. We I mean, all our, our experience of it is different, yes, um, depending absolutely. on where we are on the economic scale and, and all of that. Yes. But every country is experiencing being delightfully housebound, um, the risk of, you know, contracting the virus. Um, so, what an interesting way for that all to, to come together. It is. It, ha- it helps us. And at the same time, I'm glad you said about the class thing. This virus does not discriminate. We get to all deal with this. However, all of the imbalances, all of the injustices and other things that have existed in our systems and structures, we now get to see them like the kids who, okay, go home, do online. Well, they don't have internet or computer or the fact that we know that black folks in the U.S. and in other parts of the world are dying from COVID at double the, the amount than than uh, white people and others. So we can, it's just spotlighting all of that. And that just allows us to like everything. Let's just see it. Let's see it. And then we can make choices about what we can do to create something different. And that's the real hope in all of this is that it doesn't end up being this little blip. And I don't think it can be. I think this is like the great, the depression, the um, world wars. It's forever changed. And I think this one is, like you said, it's a virus of unity because it's causing us to see what's broken between nations, within nations, within our own family, and all the way across. And so we're going to, it's exciting to see what new um, systems and structures we're going to set up, not only for our own beings, but how work is done, everything. Yeah, now there's going to be a lot of changes from this. Uh, and I was just saying to you before we, we jumped on the podcast how I'm, I've been sitting in observer um, mode uh, because I, I've, what I've realized is that, 
you know, because this is such an intense situation that when it comes to how we get our information about it, we are not all getting the same information, you know. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't – I've actually spent less time on Facebook even because it's all infiltrating social media as well. And I'm like, I, I don't want to be caught up in the negativity of it. And everything I see is heavily biased, heavily biased, you know. And so the version that I see is that, you know, the commander-in-chief is, is making, you know, is not responding well, is, you know, and, and there's, there's a lot of people that are jumping on him about his, the way that he responded and the whole thing. And, um, and then I had someone, uh, a friend of mine that I saw the other day who actually said to me, thank God he, that Trump is in power because who else could have handled it as well as him? And I was like, I actually took a breath and went, honey, where do, you, where do you watch your news? Like, where do you get your information? And I'm realizing that, you know, we're watching, well, I don't watch news anyway, but, but you know, she's watching a certain news channel. But I also realized that everything that she clicks on online, the algorithm is set up so that she's getting fed more of that. So she's also seeing one side um, and I'm seeing a different side. And I'm like, wow. And it, and it seems to be, I mean, yes, with politics in this country, it, it, it seems pretty rampant. But with this particular situation where it's affecting all of us the same, mm-hmm. we're still in vastly different camps. And I thought this yes, would be separation. something that would bring us together. Yeah. Yeah, the separation's still there. So, yeah, you sound like me. I'm not naive to that. And at the same time, I know that we we need to use all of our gifts. And one of them is voting. So hopefully everyone will do their discernment and vote in the fall. But the other thing, this is where I think the elders, what I'm hearing, whether it's from South Africa or, or just recently, Bez, Basil Braveheart or Lakota elder, we're saying this, is like going to your ceremonial heart. Mm-hmm. So what they're really talking about, discernment, so when we go to that place, then that's where we're, we're we can find the truth. We can find more of what is there, and also just going out in nature. Because I know people, even in really small apartments in New York, they're like, "Oh my gosh, just stepping outside for a moment to see the sky." And I say, "Yes, we're realizing how much we are connected." You know, yes, there's plant medicine that can help you reconnect at a very quickly at a very high level with all of this. Uh, I know that from taking people to Amazon and you know that from your experience. However, we have it. We're here all the time, just even breathing. If we can start taking every breath and trusting that breath comes from not being alone and taking care of your body. It comes from the reciprocity of the trees converting the carbon into oxygen that we then take and then we get in the car. You know, this, this whole process. And as we build those connectors, remembering, then I think it already is happening. It's not about waiting for the future. We're doing it now. We're doing it in our conversation as allowing people that space, grace, the environment to be able to really um, go into, journey into who and what we really are. Yeah. And that's magnificent when we can do that. Yeah. So how do you do that? What, what Do you have a practice yes. that you do? Yes, I do. I have, it used to be only a morning and evening practice, but of late is like at least three times a day. It's at noon too. So I, I always start up with gratitude before I even get out of bed. It's going through every muscle in my body and then out into my aura and out further, just grateful for everything. Um, and then I move into um, 
to some moving meditation, doing some um, songs of, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, I just forgot the man's name. That's terrible. It's not the Dalai Lama, it's the other one uh, that I just hold in such high regard. And then I chant and I've been chanting more and more um, and I find that resonance I'm outside. I move outside. So just whatever it is. And then I read inspiration too. I read your inspiration that you send out. I read the inspiration from, um, uh, there's an elder one from White Bison Organization. And it's beautiful every day I read that. And then Optimist Daily. Um, So there's three positive things that I read every day. uh, And then I move forward. And um, it makes a difference. Yeah. two or three times a day it doesn't take long when i'm being leisurely i it takes me a full hour otherwise i do all of that in in just plenty of space for myself in a matter of 30 or 40 minutes and but it's important i feel it if i lose if i don't do it yeah i know these days uh, i find that when i'm reading something or watching something like that that's inspirational i actually have the time now to be able to sit and go hmm, what do i think about that how do I feel about that? You know, and just, and then start to go in this little journey in my mind where normally I'm, I'm going like a thousand miles an hour <laughs> and going from one thing to the next. But now I just have this beautiful ability to marinate yes. in what I've just been reading and listening and ingesting and, and just really taking it in. It's, um, it's been, you know, I, I think I've found my stride. <laughs> Yes, isn't it amazing? The different pace that we may, um, that we are going to remember, because even when we go at periods of time and choose to go that faster, we're going to know that's not the heartbeat that we're, that we're naturally attuned to. And so we'll come back to that place to get the rest and and things. Um, So yes, we're just grateful. And I also just want to send always love to all those who are suffering. you know, that the sheltering doesn't look the same for all of us. And um, just, you know, ask um, spirit to be with them and um, know that I will also do my part in looking at um, this, what it is, it's the access I have to share their stories too and to, um, and to create new systems and structures that will be loving of all of us because we all are worthy of that, of dignity and love. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the last thing I just wanted to comment on is how quickly the earth is healing. Yes. We're so glad. Natalie, absolutely. I live in the foothills of Boulder, and I look out on one side of my house of Denver, and it's rare day that I could ever see the buildings. And now it's only if it's snowing that I don't see each building in downtown Denver. You know, parts of of China now can breathe where people couldn't breathe. They couldn't open their windows. Um, Venice, the water, what's happening. Scientists are now, they're blown away. Scientists, I'm involved a lot with um, the environment and writing new narratives for getting out about the importance about biodiversity without using that science language. And the numbers, what's coming in, because who would have ever thought we could stop the two-legged human beings long enough to see the impact we have on the earth. So there may still be, bless them, the naysayers that we have no impact. However, 
I think that the individual and an individual basis just can look out and see there are more birds. The bees are here. You know, the not the, just people being able to breathe in places where fumes from cars going all the time. Yes, it's huge what's happening for the earth being able to regenerate itself and show us just how important she is to us. Um, it's not just about us or that this is just one hoop of life. We're all intimately interconnected. Yeah. Well, Anita, thank you so much uh, for joining me and chatting with me today. Uh, you can actually connect with Anita at her website, which is foursacredgifts.com. Is it the number four or the, the yeah, word four? You spell it out, F-O-U-R, foursacredgifts.com. Yeah. And they can download a free song that I think will raise their spirit too and that has messages about the four gifts um, so if they'd like to at that site. And it's a beautiful song. I listen to it most mornings, actually. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my making breakfast uh, soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> so okay. thanks again, Anita. Um, it's been such a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning. And this podcast is also brand new and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. Until next time, remember, it's not over, just different.